In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, hello, how are you? I am good. Let me start that over. How you be? I be good. I hope you're good. I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. I had a wonderful Mother's Day. I'm always um, thankful when I hear from my, my children. Of course, they are grown, so they're not children anymore, but they'll always be my babies. And I am blessed when I hear from them. Um, I'm not I'm not difficult to um, to please or to excite, actually. So once I've heard from them and I know that they're well, I'm just I continue to be thankful. So anyway, I am charged tonight, and I am still on a mission. I've been talking about prostitution for the last um, two weeks now, I believe. Um, This is going to be part three of the same subject. Initially, I did not plan to talk this long about this subject. But as I began to research more on the subject, Uh, More than what I had in my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, I just kind of did a a very short chapter on it. But as I began to research more on the subject, I felt that I should dedicate more time to the subject, that it it called for it, that it it, it was a requirement, it needed, um, it almost demanded um, that that I give it more attention. During this series, I did start uh, sharing a word um, that I received from the Lord back in May of 2009. And for those of you who maybe are joining us for the first time, um, I am, this is Minister Diane Jones, and um, my husband and I uh, are founders and 
I guess you would say, coordinators of our home-based ministry called Equipping the Saints. And um, I was sharing a word that the Lord gave me, and I never finished reading it. I started it a couple of times, and I never finished reading it. So tonight, when I was getting ready to come on the air, um, I believe the Lord just reminded me, dropped in my spirit, to go ahead and start with that word so that we get the whole thing in tonight. Okay? Um, I do this once in a while. I think I've done it once or twice since I've been on the air. But um, here we go. This was dated 52709. I titled it, this is the title that I gave it, Judgment and Deliverance, because after I, I wrote it down and after I was impressed to write it down, then I looked at the contents of it, and that's what, that's what, I think that it's all about. Um, There will be an eruption. Mount Suvius, ash, smoke, lava shall come forth. Will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Will be a cry and a wailing as never before. My judgment is upon them. The days of reckoning is upon them, the day, I'm sorry, the day of reckoning is upon them, exact, exact, the account, for ye have been weighed in the balance and come up short, lacking. What is this judgment, they will ask, what evil has brought this wickedness upon us? Ye will tell them their sin the sin of rape, incest against children, those sold into sex slavery. It has come before me as a stench in my nostril, a vile and putrid aroma. It is a stench to me, and I will recompense every man according to his works shall be. Mount Suvius shall bring forth an eruption. It will be a cleansing of the land. We will go forth, wreaking havoc on the enemy, tearing down strongholds and pulling down principalities from their high places. I see us in the spirit like sticks of dynamite blowing up the enemy's camps in these arenas. Repeated that several times. Governments, kingdoms of this world becoming his kingdoms. San Andreas will shake. Question mark, uh, the Asian region, out of the ocean, out of the sea. That old serpent shall come forth upon the earth. Wicked spirits, the most vile and of spirits, will come from the sea, tormenting spirits. Even as I read that, it just I just I just feel it in my spirit again. And I feel that that is um definitely an attention getting word. That is a sobering word. And to me, it's important, you know, because the scriptures tell us that God doesn't do anything 
in the earth unless he reveals it first to his prophets, unless he reveals it first to the people of God, to those who will speak his word according to scripture and according to uh, what is going on now, you know, a rhema word, a live word. And he he always sends warning before destruction. Why? Because he loves us. He loves mankind. He loves mankind so much that he sent his son to redeem us, to allow us access, to to allow us to have re- restored relationship with him. So he doesn't want to see the destruction of mankind. He doesn't enjoy or get pleasure or take pleasure out of, uh, allowing judgment to come, but he does allow it to come because when mankind refuses to acknowledge him as God and basically says, we don't care about you, we don't want your protection, we don't want your ways, we don't want anything to do with you, then there are times that he has to take his hands off the situation that he has to step back and give give them what they want. Uh, his protection is not automatic. If you don't serve him as a nation, as a people, we are not entitled to that protection. So as I read that even, you know, and this, this word um, – I received way back before I even thought about writing the book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. Had no idea I was going to write that book. Had no idea at that time that I was going to be on the radio doing this radio ministry. So um, it's interesting to me how it, how, it, how it lines up with what we're talking about, though, what we're talking about on the air. So having read that, I do want to remind you, that this behavior, this prostitution, this um, uh, this immoral sexual behavior, this perversion of sexual behavior, perversion uh, because it's it's not what God intended sex to be used for, is serious to God. It's serious to Him, and we will continue after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. 
She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, that break came on me so fast, (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I guess when you start talking about serious subjects, you know, time just flies. I mean, when you get engrossed in it and get involved in it, time just flies. So, you know, you know the usual drill. I've got my tea. I hope that you took the opportunity during the break to get your tea Unless, of course, you had it already before we even started. That would be the good thing, the wise thing to do, because we are almost always sipping tea on the air. I am. (laughs) Tonight, I am sipping orange spice. Orange spice just sounded nice. So I'm sipping orange spice. Okay. Um, Get your tea. Put your feet up, drown out everything else, because we're going to talk about this this heavy subject. My husband, Chris, Minister Chris, is with me on the air. Let me just uh, say hi to him. Hey, handsome, how are you? Hello, gorgeous. Just doing lovely. <laughs> you still make me laugh, and you still make me smile. I think that might be called blushing in some in some languages. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm just wonderful. Okay. Doing great. Well, as usual, you know, if I touch on something that you're interested in, please chime in. It makes it easier and, and the time goes by faster when I can chit-chat with you or or somebody else for that matter. Um We have some call-in lines. The number is 877-864-4869 if you decide you want to give us a call. Okay. So as I was saying, having read that, um, that word, I want to remind you that this, um, this subject, this behavior, this, um, this uh, abuse of sex that we're talking about, prostitution, it's serious to God. 
It's serious to God. It's a serious thing for mankind, for for us in in the human race to to encounter and to deal with the effects of this behavior. It's so serious to God, but He loves. You know, it's serious enough to cause judgment because if left unchecked, this could be like a cancer, basically. You know, if someone is diagnosed with cancer, would the doctors just say, oh, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. No. Well, that's how this is to to a society. Sexual abuse of all kinds. But tonight we're still talking about prostitution. But it's a cancer to any society. And it begins to erode at the moral fabric, you know, of, of a society. And, and because of that, you know, God has to step in or, as I said earlier, take his hands off sometimes and allow judgment to come, allow a cleansing, allow a shaking and awakening to come to cleanse the cleanse society of it and to get people's attention. You know, um, hopefully they'll begin to call on him again. Um, that's one of the things that does seem to happen when tragedy comes, when tragedy comes, then people either curse God, you know, more because their hearts are so evil that they just can't repent or they tend to call on him. So, you know, I just want to remind you that he loves the prostitute. He loves all of us. Uh, he loves those that are even involved in this lifestyle, but he will judge this behavior when it begins to threaten too much of society. When children are perverted and abused, um, why? Because when children are perverted and abused as, at a young age, basically they grow up with that poison. They grow up with that sin sick soul. Many of them are not healed, are not, are not, uh, uh, don't know about Christ, um, be, hate God even. And the, the next generation, the generation that they represent is, is at stake. Cause what's, what are they going to? pass on what are they going to how what's going to continue because of them because of you know what happened to them that's a lot to think about and so we're going to look at how this perversion affects society in other ways okay i've been reading uh from the wikipedia an online encyclopedia source. I've been reading and, and, you know, gleaning some, some information from, from that, that source. And so I'm going to talk, um, about how prostitution is related to crime. Um, one of the most serious problems associated with prostitution is the crime rate. The crime factor, the sex trade, as the world calls it, is surrounded by illegal, abusive, and dangerous activities. I mean, there's, there's drugs 
And now the sex trade is becoming synonymous with the drug, um, the drug world from what I'm hearing and gleaning. Um, the sex business trade is actually beginning to supersede. I mean, they, they work hand in hand, but it's beginning to supersede the drug business. Um, drugs, you know, uh, assaults, muggings, rapes, um, people's careers are at stake, um, especially, you know, in the quote unquote high class arenas. And I say that not with any sense of sincerity because I don't think there's anything high class about prostitution, um, engaging in prostitution, whether it's from a selling or a buying perspective. There's nothing high class about it, but I'm using terms that the world can relate to. Uh, you know, a lot of times men are uh, frequenting and using these services and then they don't want it to get out because their their careers can be ruined um their marriages can be ruined go figure why are you even married when you're involved in this type of activity more than likely because um you're a sinner and the lust of the flesh is one of the works of the flesh and it's one of the things that mankind just has a very difficult time uh getting a handle on <laughs> that's the bottom line outside of christ outside of being born again um, that's just the problem that's going to be with with man for a long time, you know, until Christ comes and does away with all of this. So anyway, uh, it, the sex trade is surrounded by illegal, abusive and dangerous activities. Uh, what, what's one of the other one that's on the rise in this country, but it has also been happening in other countries, the human trafficking and sexual slavery, slavery, people, we're talking about slavery in our time, in modern times, basically where many of these people are tricked into, kidnapped into, forced into become sexual slaves. Basically, they're owned and controlled by someone else and forced to perform these acts, sold out, pimped out to, to quote, unquote, again, clients, you know, why put such a nice name on such an ugly, dirty act, clients? <laughs> because that's how the enemy is. The enemy always disguises himself, you know, as an angel of light. He disguises himself to make himself look better and the things that he per perpetrates to look better than they are. But. Human trafficking is primarily for prostituting women and children. The sex slave human trafficking is primarily about prostituting women and children. It is described as the largest slave trade in history. 
this source, the Wikipedia is saying that now the slave trade for human trafficking and sex slavery is the largest in history. Wow. And it is the fastest growing form of contemporary slavery. It's also the fastest growing criminal industry set to outgrow drug trafficking, women and children. Okay. According to U.S. government sponsored research, there was a, there was a, some research done in 2006 and Annually, they're saying that approximately 800,000 people are trafficked across national borders, which does not include millions trafficked within their own country. 800,000 are trafficked across national borders, not including those trafficked in their own country. Approximately 80% of Transnational victims are women and girls, and up to 50% are minors, underage minors, okay? Due to the nature of this underground network, um, there's no way to be sure how many, you know, the exact extent of how many women and children are forced into prostitution because of the you know, illegal and underground nature of it. There's no way to know for sure. But children are sold into the sex trade industry or trade every year. Often they are victimized, kidnapped or orphaned. And sometimes they are sold by their own family members. Be back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. 
Equipping the Saints Ministries is home based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Phew. Is it me or what? It seems like the time is just flying by. (laughs) Like 15 minutes is two minutes. We're running out of time. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I was saying before the break that children are sold into the sex trade industry globally every year. Often they've already been the victims of being orphaned. You know, they've like they've lost parents, you know, they're already orphaned and then or or they're kidnapped. Okay. And let me fix that. They're already been orphaned and then often they're kidnapped on top of that, and sometimes they are sold by their own families into the sex trade. Wow. Wow. And and people don't want to believe that the nature of mankind is wickedness, to be wicked. I mean, that you would sell your child into a sex trade industry. You know, I'm, you know, some of them do it for money. Uh, some of them do it because of who knows. I mean, maybe they don't like the kid or want the responsibility of taking care of the kid anymore. Who knows? But people don't want to believe that mankind is wicked by nature, that we are born into a sinful nature as as a whole, and that they need a savior and that they, that they need salvation. Well, I'm here to tell you that we do. As a whole, we do. Um, it says here that the problem is especially alarming in Thailand, the Philippines, Sri Lanka, Vietnam, Cambodia, Nepal, and India. However, uh, it is also growing in the U.S. We had a guest on our show uh, not too long ago, Amira Berger, who told us her horrifying story. And she is, uh, you know, she talked about being in Arizona and California, uh, going back and forth between those two locations when a friend of hers someone that she thought was a friend uh, tricked her into into being trafficked, set her up, basically got all of her information, learned everything that she needed to know about her, and then invited her into a situation where she ended up being sexually trafficked and used and abused. So it's happening right here in 
the U.S. Okay. Um, what are some of the other ways that it affects uh, society? Well, it says here poverty, social exclusion, and war are at the heart of human trafficking. Almost every time that there's war, you know, there's different forms of sexual abuse. The women being raped and pillaged and ravaged by the men. Um, further down the article, it talks about how it was commonplace, you know, for military installations to have thriving and booming sex trade <laughs> activity going, going, you know, going on in the military or near the military installations. Uh, sex tour, nope, wrong, wrong, wrong place here. But uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. Mm. Oh, well, I'm sure I'll come to it. I, I underlined it earlier, but I'm sure I'll come back to it. So poverty, social exclusion, and war are at the heart of human trafficking. Poverty, social exclusion, you know, there are there's still like a negative com- connotation to this in a lot of places, even when it's legal. There still seems to be a negative connotation. And I see why, you know, because biblically, you know, I hope that maybe biblically these people have been exposed to some form of righteousness at some point, you know, in their lives or, you know, you know, like I said in one of the previous shows that when the women's ministries and the women's organizations begin to come against this, you know, that then then prostitution was outlawed in a lot of areas. Um, so there's some negative connotation that goes along with this. And isn't it interesting that poverty and and being ostracized and, and put down and criticized, you know, and war are at the heart of this type of behavior. Though, I mean, that's typical of Satan. That is so typical of Satan's characteristics to steal, to kill, to destroy. You know, the scriptures say that that is how Satan is. He is like a roaring lion. He goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And that's just what prostitution is. It's, it's a devouring. You know, it's a destroying. It's a, it's a way of destroying the very essence of a person's being, the woman, the woman or the child who's being trafficked. You know, of destroying who God intended for them to be, destroying their hope invading their spiritual being their soul even okay so so like satan some women are hoodwinked into believing promises of a better life i've heard stories about women being told you know that they were going to get jobs because you know their families were suffering financially and they were looking for jobs to help out and so they were told that they were going to get better jobs sometimes this happens you know by people that they know and trust so there's a there's this betrayal and this deception going on other characteristics of satan deception distrust you know, betrayal. Some of these traffickers own legitimate businesses 
And they lure these women into these businesses telling them they're going to give them jobs. Travel agencies, modeling agencies, employment offices, and things of that nature. Um, Some of them are simply kidnapped. But then once they're in the environment, once overseas, it is common that their passports are taken and they're treated horribly, you know, because they, they want to break their spirits. You know, they're, they're beaten, they're abused. You know, our guest talked about how the first two weeks was basically like her conditioning, her, her, her being broken, her conditioning. And that's what they do. You know, that's classic with prostitution. They have to, they have to be programmed. All right. So their, their passports are confiscated. Um, and then of course they're threatened. They're threatened, you know, about the consequences for, for trying to escape. Beatings, like I said, rapes, threats of violence against their family. I was listening to a story on, on TV. And I'm so bad with names. I don't remember the name of this documentary, but there was an actual documentary about this trafficking. And one of the young girls uh, got caught up in this by a boyfriend, someone that she thought liked her and that she really liked. And she, you know, uh, basically agreed to have sexual relations with him, thinking that he was her boyfriend, not knowing that he was videotaping her. And then threatened to um, like reveal that videotape to her parents and people that she knew if she didn't agree to then have sex with his friends. So he began to traffic her. He began to prostitute her. This was in high school too. Okay. Um, I'm telling you, it just, it's just hideous. The degree that people will go to fulfill their own lust, whether it is lust for sex, whether it is lust for money, whether it is lust for power and, um, you know, authority or to be able to lord over someone else. It's just amazing when you haven't been exposed to this kind of information. But the Bible tells us that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? The more a person opens themselves to this, up, up to this kind of uh, bondage, the more in bondage they will become. Okay? They threaten their families. They threaten death even. You know, we'll come back, we'll kill your mother, we'll kill your brother, we'll kill people that you love. So the next thing you know, this person is... is they're feeling stuck. It is common, particularly in Eastern Europe, uh, that should they manage to return to their families, they will only be trafficked once again. So home is not even a safe place. Home is not even a safe place. Okay? Trafficking in people has been facilitated by porous borders and advanced communication technologies the internet the internet it's become increasingly transnational in scope and highly lucrative within its barbarity 
as barbaric as it seems, it has become a highly lucrative way of life for those that are involved. But just like other things, the devil doesn't tell you what the outcome is going to be. The devil doesn't tell you that your morbid, your morbidity rate, your, the, you know, your lifespan is, is going to decrease. The devil doesn't tell you about the STDs and, you know, um, the diseases and the self-esteem issues that you're going to encounter, uh, before it's all said and done. Whew. It's already getting close to time for a break. Are you there, husband? Oh. Yes, I am. Okay. Well, we got like 15 seconds um, before we go to the break. Anything brewing in that head of yours? Well, here comes the tunes. Not in 15 seconds. (laughs) I was going to say, here come the tunes. So after the break, we'll hear from you. All right. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. 
the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Wow, the time just flies. Can't say that this is necessarily fun, but the time is definitely flying. So I'm going to ask Mr. Chris (laughs) early in this segment (laughs) to go ahead with your comments. Do you have anything brewing in that head of yours? Well, I'm just um, listening um, to the prophetic word and to the to the commentary and I've just noticed how everything is prophecy is being fulfilled um, sexual sin is 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 very high on God's list of things that he despises because his um his commandment is 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 thou should not kill and 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 we should always promote life and sexual sin does not promote life it 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 degrades life it destroys life it's all about hmm. personal pleasure mm-hmm. and and God does not take joy in 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 personal pleasure or in destroying seed, wasting seed. seed. Seeds are life. And even in the plants, it, seeds are life. And mm. in human beings, seeds are life. So in, in, in this whole prostitution thing, it's not about giving life. It's, it's really about personal pleasure and, and a feeling and, and fulfilling someone's um, selfish pleasure, someone's selfish needs, you know, and they always end up in a worse state hmm. than they were before, because the enemy can only he can only offer you candy, but candy can can't can't sustain you. Candy is immediate; it makes you feel good right right when you get it. It gives you a false sense of satisfaction. But an hour later, you're hungry. Right. And candy can do nothing for you then, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what, that's what this, this, that's how this is. It's like, it's like offering you candy, offering you something. And, and it, 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 it can't be good for you mm-hmm. because it's against God's will. He said we are supposed to have one wife and love our one wife and be fruitful and multiply. Well, everything that we're talking about is opposite of that. Right. It's opposite of having a wife. It's opposite of having family. It's opposite of being fruitful. It's opposite of multiplying. So it's, um, but it's packaged, it's packaged to be, you know, something to die for well it is something to die for and it's something you're going to die for hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So um, that's my two cents in two minutes. <laughs> Well, you know, as usual, when you when you give your two cents, it kind of um, opens up other areas that that I didn't consider or that we haven't even discussed in the research. Because when you said the word tells us not to kill, you know, God said thou shalt not kill. Well, then that makes me think about the number of pregnancies that probably occur. Um, even with attempts to use birth control, um, I'm sure that there are a number of pregnancies that occur that are unwanted by the uh, traffickers, you know, the ones using these kids and these women. Uh, I'm sure that they do whatever they have to do to get rid of those pregnancies, to end them. So that goes along with what you're saying even about um Another aspect of, of killing and abuse, the seed, you know, um, not to mention the number of wombs. Uh, when girls are abused, especially at that young age, I mean, even even women, a lot of times when they're abused like that, they are, their insides are messed up. Their female organs are messed up. They can't be mothers. They can't have children because they've, they've messed up the girls. And then if you just think about what someone would do with a, a used condom, I mean, if you really think about how much seed, how many, how many sperm and lives are in a used condom, I mean, it's graphic, but we don't want to really break it down and think about it. How the magnitude of 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 this is in God's eyes, we step on a we'll step on an ant and not think about it. Mm-hmm. And an ant is a life. Hmm. We'll take a newspaper, roll it up, and kill a fly that's bugging us, rather than open the window and let him out or chase him out. That's a life. Mm-hmm. So it's. If we if we step back and try to see it how God sees it, hmm. you know, we'll 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 pull a weed out of the ground and throw it <laughs> throw it in yeah. the trash can well, like nothing. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> that's well, true. That's wow. All I have. I well, I mean, I don't know why, but I just felt sad when you said that. I felt a sense of sadness because life life has been reduced you know to nothing basically in the minds of so many human beings life the essence of life life has been reduced to nothing it has been reduced to nothing more than uh, what it would cost that person what it would cost the person who's taking the life basically you know what I'm saying if it's going to cost me something, if it's going to interfere with what I want to do, if it's going to interfere, you know, it's all about me and fulfilling my lust and my pleasures, my thirst for power, my thirst for fame, my thirst for education, my th- whatever. It's the lust of the flesh. Yes. And there's no, it's not even any regard about who this affects or anything. It's, it's, it's about me. And that's... Okay. 
That's the devil's whole mode of, of operandi. Me, yes. me, me. Yes, it is. And if he can blanket the world with his ways and his mindsets and be successful at it, then, then, then he's, it, you know, he, that, that's what's happening. Right. Yeah. I have to say he's been, he's been rather effective in our time. Now, what I've learned through this research is that this stuff has been going on since ancient times. This stuff has been going on since Bible times. Throughout the ages, it's been going on. And that was an eye-opener for me. You know, I was, I was actually, especially where the child trafficking was concerned. I know rape has been around. I know prostitution has been around. But where the tra- child trafficking was concerned, I was, that was an eye-opener for me. So... It's, it's, I lost my train of thought, but I think I was saying it's, it's sad. Life has what the devil wants people to, to, to feel and to think and to the way he wants them to live is in a way where life doesn't have value. Yeah. It doesn't have value. Someone else's life doesn't. Right, someone else's life. When the we see on the news about matter. a tsunami or 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 hur- um, hurricanes or earthquakes or tornadoes, as long as it happens away from us, we don't dwell on it that much. We just say, "Man, that's that's too bad." Right. As long as it wasn't here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, there's no atheist in a foxhole. You know, you're in war and there's bullets flying. Everybody believes in God when. You know, when things are, th- when mortality is high, mm-hmm. or the chance of mortality is high. So, um, disasters are warranted and necessary if that's what it takes to turn back to God. Yeah, I mean, you know, how many times have we heard people say, you know, why would, you know, why would a loving God, you know, there is no God, because why would a loving God allow these kinds of tragedies to happen, and there is no God because of that, and and they don't understand that God is not obligated to protect any nation, any group of people who do not live for him, who do not trust in him who do not abide by his ways he's not obligated if he protects if he with if he with withholds destruction it's because of his mercy and his grace but he doesn't have to protect you know the scripture says that um the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget god that turn away from him. That turn away from God. And interestingly, uh, uh, some of these names that have been mentioned here, Thailand, the Philippines, Sri Lanka, Vietnam, Cambodia, Nepal, and India, and now the U.S. is becoming the same way with its idolatry and its rejection of God's, God's ways. You know, but many of these countries named are known for their idol worship, worshiping other gods, not Jehovah God, not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not 
the God that sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be uh, a mediator for us. You know, but they, they have been they have been deceived. Yeah. The nation have been deceived. When a nation is deceived is when people are born into false god worship. Yeah. That's how yeah. you know a nation has been deceived when they're born into it. Well, and that is the the danger that we face here in America is that we're now producing generations that do not know God, a generation that will not know God if we aren't about our father's business. So on that note, people, I guess we'll be continuing next week. Hope you have 